The following is a CJBT Productions podcast. This is the EDM podcast number 155. This week, we go over the news and charts, and we induct a song from the late, great Avicii into our EDM Hall of Fame. Music for this podcast was performed by songwriter and producer Hey Joe C., Click the links, as always, in my show notes for more information about her and her career. It is good to be back from vacation, although I do miss vacation. It was a good time. But life goes on. we got to get back into it. So let us get on with the news that we have missed for the last few weeks since we've been away. The D. MC World DJ Championships announced their schedule for this year's competition, which started a couple of weeks ago and will continue through October, with the championships now being held from November 1st through December 11th. The nominees for the Billboard Music Awards were announced. The awards, which will be held on May 23rd, are based on chart performance and not merit, so Don't take offense that the best one actually was nominated. Probably wasn't. As far as EDM goes, though, the nominees are for Top Dance Electronic Artist, The Chainsmokers, Kygo, Lady Gaga, Marshmallow, Surf Mesa, Top Dance Electronic Album, DJ Snakes, Carte Blanche, Griffin's Gravity, Kygo's Golden Hour, Lady Gaga's Chromatica, and Kylie Minogue's Disco. Top Dance Electronic Song, Lady Gaga's Stupid Love, Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande's Rain On Me, St. John's Roses, Beck Remix. I'm just going to say that that's the one who's going to win because it was number one for the longest time. Surf Mesa and Emily's Illy, I Love You Baby, and Topic and A7S with Breaking Me. In corporate music business news, Spotify announced that it gained 3 million subscribers in the first quarter of this year, gaining 16% year-to-year. Their gross margin after royalties and whatnot was 25.5%. They also said that their listener count was going to drop by the end of the year as people are coming out of lockdown and back into the real world again, since a lot of countries are beginning to open up again. Meanwhile, Sony said that their operating income grew 37.8% in the fourth quarter of last year, with revenue growing by 30.4%. Warner Music Group had a 23% bump in streaming revenue, which led to $1 billion in sale in music revenue. Apple announced that its overall revenue went up 54% over last year to $89.6 billion, with 600 million paid subscribers to their music, movies, and TV services. 
Sources say that Tencent Entertainment will be hit with a $4.5 billion fine for alleged anti-competitive practices in China and that they will be forced to sell two of their music apps. Jay-Z sold Tidal Music to Twitter and Square CEO Jack Dorsey for $350 million. Warner Music Group bought tech company Waves in order to create NFTs and other digital items for themselves. Audio company Focusrite bought synth company Sequential. Hasbro has sold Entertainment One Music for $385 million to a company that knows absolutely nothing about music, Blackstone. Meanwhile, Downtown sold their music catalog business to Concord for $400 million. Music analytics company Vibrate, not Vibrate, but Vibrate, teamed with DJ Umek to sell a live concert NFT. In festival news, EDC Las Vegas has been postponed until later in the year due to a change in the local COVID code which stated that the local population had to have a certain level of immunity. I believe that is 50% now for Las Vegas residents. Burning Man has officially been postponed to 2022, as has the Electric Forest Festival and Denmark's Rockskilled Festival. Tomorrowland announced that Armin Van Buren, Nicky Romero, and Claptone will be among those performing during their online festival. Tomorrowland is actually still slated to hold their in-person Belgium festival in August and September. Shirelle and Ben UFO are among those playing the October 15th through 17th No Bounds Festival in Sheffield, England. Joy Orbison is among those who will be playing London's July 31st through August 1st Gala Festival. New York City's mayor says that music venues will up their capacity on May 19th, with New York City being completely 100% open again by July 1st. In Scotland, clubs and venues can reopen starting on the 17th, that's next week. The Association of Independent Festivals in the UK warned again that a lot of festivals will be cancelled without COVID insurance help from the UK government. Good luck getting that from that particular government. A few weeks ago, a 5,000-person concert was held in Spain to study the COVID-19 infection spread at a concert. The researchers have now announced that there was no sign of infection increases due to the concert which hopefully will help speed things along in terms of people actually going back to shows again. In club news, Pasha is expanding its brand to London. The venerable club brand will open a new spot in the former home of the Café de Paris in London's West End. Berlin will declare some clubs as cultural institutions in order to allow clubs to open in more parts of the city and to stop them from being taken over during neighborhood gentrification efforts. Love those. The reclassification also helps the clubs abstain, obtain, not abstain, but obtain tax breaks. In tech news... 
Native Instruments and Timberland's Beat Club Beat Market site have gotten together on a couple of new MIDI keyboards, custom-made no less. Denon DJ announced a new controller unit called the LC6000 for their SC6000 model. Headphone manufacturer AIAIAI and indie record label Ninja Tunes have launched a set of headphones that are made from recycled vinyl from Ninja Tune. Loop Masters has updated their Loop Cloud sampling service with AI search technology. And unfortunately, there were two deaths in the EDM community to pass along this week. Rest in peace to Pierce Fulton. Pierce was a producer whose biggest hit was the song Cuega. Pierce passed away after a mental health battle, which is a nice way of saying he committed suicide. Pierce Fulton was 28 years old. Rest in peace to DJ Tony Smith. Tony was a legendary producer and DJ in New York City during the 1970s and 1980s with a residency at the Barefoot Boy Club. In recent years, he also spun on Sirius XM's Studio 54 channel. Tony's cause of death was not announced. DJ Tony Smith was 66 years old. Back in 2003, a Dance Music Hall of Fame was formed. It was started by John Parker of Robbins Entertainment. He enlisted the help of a few other industry vets, and they held an annual dinner in New York City. They split the hall into artists, records, producers, DJs, remixers, and non-performers. They started off okay with a bunch of disco artists, but the hall only lasted for two years before they stopped inducting people. Well, yours truly is bringing it back. Sort of. I've started my own Dance Music Hall of Fame, only I'm expanding the idea. This hall will be the EDM Hall of Fame. My criteria will be any inductee who's been in the business for at least 10 years. That will allow a lot of the EDM artists and DJs in. I'm also going to keep the same categories, but I'm going to also add early influencers to go along with it. The early influencers is where I'll put the disco, funk, and R&B songs and artists because I want to make this haul heavy on dance music in general, not strictly 20th century dance music because, well, this is an EDM podcast after all. Some weeks... I will induct one artist. Some weeks I may do five or ten. Who knows? This is, after all, my Hall of Fame, not an official one, so my opinion is strictly mine. It would be nice, though, if someone actually did an official Dance Music Hall of Fame, eventually. 
As we've expanded our Hall of Fame, we've inducted more than the obvious aspects of EDM, otherwise known as your basic DJ, remixer, or producer. We've also inducted record labels, technology, and songs into the hall. The criteria for putting in either a song or an album, for that matter, is that it has to have been released 10 years ago, minimum. That's going to leave most of your favorite songs out, at least for the moment or so. Also, the song has to be continue to be played in DJ sets or be put in remixes and get sampled, get played on the radio or in sports stadiums to this very day. In other words, it has to have endured over the years. For instance, Darude Sandstorm gets played at sporting events to get the crowd pumped up. Plus, gamers now play it on their live streams and it still shows up in your occasional stadium festival sets. Thankfully, stadiums are coming back now with their festivals. About time. That, however, is the sign of a classic dance song. That it's still getting played by a whole new generation, and it's still just as loved. Good music is good music, people. Now, being in my mid-50s, but still feeling and looking like I'm in my mid-30s, thank you, genetics... I am constantly reminded of a few things as far as music goes. First is that there is a completely new generation out there who do not know that Will Smith, Ice-T, LL Cool J, and Queen Latifah actually started out as successful rappers before they became successful actors. That is very sad. I feel bad for all of you. Second is that they, for some weird reason, freak out when they find out that Paul McCartney was in two different bands and was not simply just Paul McCartney. Those two bands were called Wings and some little band called The Beatles. May have heard of them. Maybe. The third is that a lot of people think that EDM started in 2011, which, for the record, it did not. Dance music's been around for decades, kids. This next guy and this next song may actually be one of the reasons why a generation of a certain age thinks that going to a festival to listen to EDM started with him. Not his fault, though. Tim Bergling was born in 1989 in Sweden. Tim decided to get into DJing due to his brother, who was already a DJ. By the time he was 18, Tim was signed to a record label. He started working under the guidance of laid-back Luke. He then struck out on his own as a producer and a remixer. In 2010, at the age of 21, Tim tried to set up his social media accounts through MySpace, but found out that his name was actually already taken by someone else. He needed a stage name. So, he took the name from the Buddhist name for the lowest level of hell, Avicii, added an extra I to the end of it, and the legend of Avicii was born. 
In 2010, Avicii released his first big hit, Seek Bromance, which went top 10 all throughout Europe. In 2012, he and David Guetta put out the song Sunshine. That song was nominated for a Best Dance Recording Grammy, Avicii's second year in a row, I might add. He then tried to stop the release of Leona Lewis's song Collide because it used his song Fade Into Darkness without permission. Always get permission, kids. Avicii also started doing festival DJing, including a very memorable set at the 2012 Ultra Miami Music Festival, where he debuted new songs with Madonna and Lenny Kravitz. From there, Avicii went on a roll. He was the first DJ to do a concert at Radio City Music Hall in New York City. In 2013, he released the album True. That album had the song that would turn him into an international superstar, Wake Me Up, which spent 14 weeks at the top of Billboard's dance chart. His follow-up single, Hey Brother, was almost as popular. In 2015, he released the album Stories, which he had teased at festivals all throughout 2014. Throughout the next three years, Avicii continued to put out music and collaborate with other artists. However, his festival and club DJing were beginning to take a toll on him, so he retired from doing them. It turns out that his mental health and stress issues went back to at least 2014 when he was hospitalized and had to miss his closing set at one of the Ultra Music Festivals. He would continue to fight with mental health issues until April 20th, 2018, when he took his own life in Oman. While this was a tragedy, he may have, in a way, saved some people's lives by getting them to focus on their own mental health. For instance, Hardwell, San Holo, and Zhu all stopped touring for a little while to focus on themselves, which is never a bad thing. We inducted Avicii into our EDM Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. This week, we're actually putting in the song that started to create a lot of buzz for Avicii. The song Levels started percolating in Avicii's brain in 2010. He had wanted to use a sample of Etta James's song, Something's Got a Hold of Me. He created a hook and put in the sample, and presto, jackpot. Sometimes, you know, when it works, it just works. Flowrider would later become inspired by Levels and used an Etta James sample of his own for his song, Good Feeling. Because of the sample, Etta was listed as a songwriter along with Leroy Kirkland and Pearl Woods, who both helped to write the song, Something's Got a Hold of Me. As for the rest of the song, Avicii shared songwriting credits with his manager, Irish Pornuori, and his ghost producer, Pimptronaut, although Avicii was listed as the only producer on the track. Levels was officially released on October 28, 2011, after being premiered without Etta's vocals on BBC Radio in December 2010 and with Etta's vocals at the Ultra Miami Music Festival in March of 2011.
The song went top 10 in 20 different countries, going number one in eight of them. It was one of the biggest songs of 2011 in six different countries and one of the biggest songs in 2012 in 11 different countries. It was also the 43rd biggest hit of 2013 in Sweden. Upon Avicii's death, the song went up the charts again, getting to number 4 in America, number 28 in Canada, number 67 in Portugal, and number 86 in Japan, and was one of the biggest hits in 2018 in Sweden and the United States. Levels was also nominated for a Best Dance Recording Grammy, along with a Best Electronic Dance Music Video and Best Choreography at the 2012 MTV Video Music Awards. It's also been named to a number of Best EDM Songs of All Time lists, including Thump Magazine, which named it as the second greatest EDM song of all time, right behind Skrillex's classic Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. For the record, Thump also apparently thought that EDM started in 2011, as barely any songs older than that date made their list. Kids these days. My goodness. Avicii's 2011 classic, Levels. Inducted into our EDM Hall of Fame. Let's start doing some charts for the week. And it's weird because even though I've been away for a couple of weeks, half the chart hasn't even moved. Go figure. Let's start with Billboard magazine, as we always do, where the top dance song and the top dance streaming song hasn't moved. It's Travis Scott and HVME with Goosebumps. Top Dance album, though, at least moved. That's Porter Robinson's new one. It's Nurture. Tiesto's The Business grabs back the Top Dance digital sales song. Joel Corey, X-Ray, and David Guetta's Bed is now the Top Dance mix show airplay song. And until further notice, since they haven't restarted the club charts, the Top Dance Club song is still... Diana Ross's Love Hangover 2020. At least Apple's charts have moved, sort of. Top Dance album is now Elon Bluestone with Impulse. Top Dance single, though, is still the same. It's Regard, Troy, Savan, and Tate McRae's You. On the electronics chart, at least those have changed. Top electronic album, Flying Lotus with Yasuki. Top electronic single is Midi Blasso with Touch It Gun Boosted. iHeartRadio's top dance single is Joel Corey, X-Ray, and David Guetta's Bed. On the Beatport charts, a good two-thirds of them, I would say, has changed a little bit. Top overall song, finally, is Glow Vibes and Lana Perilli or Perilla, I should say, with its Over Now original mix. On the 140 Deep Dubstep and Grime chart, 
Visage's Dark Guru original mix is number one. Top Afro House is Vintage Culture, Kiko Franco, and Shush. With Love Tonight, the Vintage Culture and Kiko Franco remix. That has not changed. Top Bass Club, Two Gangs with Terma original mix. Also hasn't changed. Top Bass House is Shy FX, Breakage, and Mr. Williams, King's Highway original mix. Top Big Room is Joel Corey, X-Ray, and David Guetta's Bed, the David Guetta Festival mix, which this year he finally gets to play as festivals are coming back. Finally. Top Breaks, Breakbeat, and UK Bass is given. And Garden State would take me there extended mix and when you're looking it up given is spelled gvn there you go you're welcome top dance electro pop is retone nightcrawlers mufasa and hypeman with friday the dopamine re-edit extended original mix top deep house for yet another week is the blessed madonna and fred again with marea We've Lost Dancing, the original mix. Top DJ Tools is Chris Verone, Fly With Me, Intro Tool. Top Drum and Bass is Break with Never Say Never, original mix. Top Dubstep, Trampa with Rocket Fuel, VIP mix. Top Classic Detroit Modern Electro is Valentino Canziani, and Lori Lech. Name of the song is Spacer Woman. Rework by Vantino Canziani featuring Lori Lech, or Yuri Lech, I should say. That's an I, not an L. Top Electro House is a new one from Dead Mouse and Rez. Hypnocurrency original mix. Top Electronica is Sasha and Frankie Wah with Haunted original mix. Top funky groove jack in house is Majestic and Boney M's Rasputin extended mix, re-grabbing the top spot. Top future house is Don Diablo's Eyes Closed extended mix. That's still the same as when I left to go on vacation. Top hard dance hardcore is Ben Nicky, MC Stretch, and Ollie James. We are the Ravers extended mix. Top Hard Techno is The Enveloper and John Joe Drake with Little Fellas, The Enveloper Remix. Top House is the top overall song. It's Glow Vibes and Lana Perilla with It's Over Now Original Mix. Top Indie Dance is White Square and The Organism with Radia, The White Square Remix. Top Melodic House and Techno is Tin Liquor and C.N. Evans' Hide You, the Tin Liquor Extended Remix. That's for another week. Top Minimal Deep Tech is Lou Raz with Shady Original Mix. Top New Disco and Disco is shockingly not somebody with the name Disco in their song. Sort of. It's Block and Crown with Coming Out. The New Disco Mix. So they sort of had the name Disco in the song. 
Top Organic House and Down Tempo is Full Tone with Love and Space Original Mix. Top Progressive House is Frankie Wah, Archie, and Kristoff. The World You See Original Mix. And I believe Frankie Wah now becomes the first artist in a very long time to have two number ones in two different categories on Beatport, aside from an overall. So congratulations to Frankie. Top Psytrance is Avalon and Mad Max with Heaven Eleven Original Mix. Top Tech House is John Summit with Make Me Feel Original Mix. Top Peak Tri- Time, Peak Time, say that five times fast, in Driving Techno is Charlotte DeWitt with Doppler or Original Mix. Top raw, deep, hypnotic techno is Renee Wise with Pleasure Note Original Mix. Top trance is Chris Schweizer, Lang, and Sarah Howells with Out of the Sky, the Chris Schweizer Extended Remix. Top trap, hip-hop, and R&B is Ghastly, the OG Original Mix. And to finish things off, top UK garage and baseline is Zero with Reese's Pieces, the original mix. And that is it for the EDM podcast number 135. It feels so good to be back from vacation, although I miss vacation and the person I was with. Thank you very, very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Audio engineering and editing, video editing, writing, narration, basically everything having to do with this podcast is done by yours truly. You can find us on our website at cjbtproductions.com. Our podcast is on all of your favorite podcast providers, such as Apple Music, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, etc., all under Music History Today. If you would like to support this podcast, our Patreon can be found at patreon.com backslash Music History Today. We are also on Twitter at Music History Day. And you can now find us on YouTube. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell anytime you want to know exactly what videos are dropped and when. All of those links can be found in the show notes below. Thank you very, very much for listening. <laughs>